Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be doing another mock draft and this is gonna be using the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. It's gonna be a PPR scoring league, 10 team, and we're gonna be drafting from the eighth slot. And then the roster is gonna be pretty standard. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and then six bench slots. No point in doing defense or kicker, you know, this early in the offseason because it really isn't going to matter that much. But let's get into it right away. All right, so let's take a look at who went off the board before our pick here at the 108. So we saw Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and Saquon Barkley come off at the 101 through 105. That's pretty standard. You know, those are a fairly consensus top five running backs in terms of ADP. And then we saw two receivers go at the 106 and the 107 with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. In my opinion, that's a little bit too early to be going wide receiver because I just don't think those guys being drafted there are that much better than, you know, the guys you can get in the mid to late second round. I think Devontae Adams should be going at the 106 if Aaron Rodgers was confirmed to be back, but that's not the case. So I do think that's a little bit early for him, but that opens up some things for us here at the running back position. I do want to be locked in looking for a running back here. I think it's too early to go for a wide receiver. Like I mentioned, there's just a lot of depth at the position. You know, guys like Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, or you can get, you know, potentially late second round. I'd like that value a lot more. So I'm going to be locked in looking at running back. And I think it's two or three kind of key guys here. It's going to be Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, or Jonathan Taylor. And I think specifically, I'm going to be looking in at Ezekiel Elliott here. Personally, he's my fifth ranked running back. I really expect him to have a very solid bounce back year. He's been an RB1 his entire career. And really everything kind of went against him last year in terms of his own injuries, Dak injuries, the offensive lines injuries, you know, there was just not a lot going for him last year. And so I think it's pretty understandable why he struggled. But I think here, you know, at the 108 is a great value to be picking Zeke. And I'm happy to have him as my RB1. All right. So after our Ezekiel Elliott pick, we saw three running backs come off with Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Austin Eckler coming off the board. You know, that's pretty solid ADP for all of those guys. And then we saw Travis Kelsey come off at the 202 about right with all of that. And so now we're up and I think we are basically looking at either running back or wide receiver. Definitely too early for quarterback and I'm not going to be targeting these tight ends this early unless it's Travis Kelsey. So if I'm looking at the running back position, you've got to look at guys like Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, those players, and then at wide receiver, Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. I think Stephon Diggs is pretty clearly the best wide receiver here, in my opinion. And then you know at running back, it's not as consensus. If Aaron Jones had Aaron Rodgers back confirmed, I mean, this would be the easy, easy pick. I think he's a mid-round value with Aaron Rodgers back, but I just don't know if I want to be taking the risk on him because I do think his value is going to fall off if Rodgers is not playing. And that's just a little bit risky to have for your second round pick. I do like Joe Mixon and K-Makers, but I think I like the value here with Stefan Diggs at wide receiver. Normally in these drafts, I go pretty running back heavy and I'm still going to do that. But I think in most of these mocks I've done, I've gone running back, running back at least. I don't think I've picked many second round wide receivers. So let's kind of just see how this goes. I mean, Diggs has proven that he's a high end wide receiver one for fantasy. And so I think he's a great guy to have on our roster here. So after our pick here at the 203, we saw a variety of positions come off the board. We had DeAndre Hopkins go off, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, DK Metcalf, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, then a little run at wide receiver with Ridley, Jefferson, AJ Brown, 
Joe Mixon in there in the third, which is insane value. If I could get Joe Mixon in the third, I would love that. Patrick Mahomes going at the 304, the first quarterback, and then George Kittle and Darren Waller going at the 305 and the 307. I mean, I really wish Darren Waller would have fallen to us there at the 308. That would have been really nice, but he gets picked right before us. And so now it is our pick here. I think we're probably going to be focused on running back and wide receiver again. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't really like targeting quarterbacks early, especially when there's so much depth at the position this year. And then tight end, I'd be fine taking a you know late second, third round tight end, but Kittle and Waller are both off the board. So then I'm kind of going to punt that position until at least a few more rounds are completed. So if I'm looking at the running backs, I think I got to be looking at guys like CEH, DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson, and then a wide receiver, you have Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin. I really like Keenan Allen kind of more than these other receivers. I think I have him as like a mid-tier wide receiver one, but the question is, do I want to go with Keenan here or do I want to take one of these running backs? I'm going to take a look at the draft board and see what the picks have been made ahead of me, you know, to kind of look at what position they're going to be going after. So the two teams that are picking before me, right, they have the 309, the 310, the 401, and the 402. I can kind of get an idea of what positions they're going to be targeting. So if I'm looking at this Pits of Despair team, I think they're probably going to want to get at least one wide receiver in these next two picks. And the same thing for Bateman and Robin. They already have two running backs, so they're probably going to be going wide receiver and likely less running back heavy. So I think I may need to lock down Keenan Allen here with this pick. And then hopefully one of CEH or DeAndre Swift fall to me, you know, in the fourth round. So that's going to be the play here with Keenan Allen, lock up my wide receiver two, a guy who I value as, you know, a pretty solid wide receiver one. So I definitely like him as a late third round pick. All right, so let's see what happened after our Keenan pick. We saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire come off the board then followed by three wide receivers with Julio Jones, Allen Robinson, and Terry McLaurin. So lucky for us, you know, a ton of running backs didn't get picked, so we can still be looking at that position. With two wide receivers, I feel pretty solid there. Not going to be going quarterback or tight end, so this pick is pretty locked in to the running back position. I think I'm going to be choosing between Swift and Carson. I do like Dobbins, but I mean, for PPR scoring, I just don't trust him. He has basically no receiving upside. I'm a little bit concerned with DeAndre Swift. I don't think he's quite as safe as Chris Carson, just because we don't know how this coaching staff is going to use him. And there's not going to be a lot of touchdown upside on this Lions offense, but I just think they don't have anyone to give the ball to. He's going to be getting a lot of touches just because he is one of the most talented targets and overall players on that offense. So I'm going to take a little bit of a riskier pick and go here with DeAndre Swift and hope he kind of gets that workload. I do feel a little bit confident in him just because he finished really well last year. So he finished as the running back 18 in PPR points. That's total points. And that was with only carrying the ball 114 times. So that was under 10 carries a game. I just don't see how, you know, he would have that little touches this year. So I think he's going to have a really solid opportunity to improve on his rookie season and be a really solid running back too for my team. So following the DeAndre Swift pick, we saw a ton of wide receivers come off. Cooper, Woods, Evans, Lamb, Godwin, Thielen, Cup, Lockett, Deontay Johnson, all of those guys. Two quarterbacks mixed in there with Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. 
and then three running backs with Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, and J.K. Dobbins. That would have been nice if J.K. Dobbins fell to us, but he did not. Let's take a look at who is here for us on the draft board. We could actually look at the quarterback position here with this pick. I am kind of coming around on Lamar Jackson this year. I just don't know if I want to pick him here in the fifth round. You know, maybe he falls to us in the sixth. Not going to be looking at tight end yet still. Running backs, got David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin, Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis. Some solid options there, but I don't know if any of those players are really, you know, sticking out as players I must draft. And then for wide receivers, we're looking at guys like DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay. DJ Moore actually may be a really solid value here with this pick. I think in an ideal world, I would get a running back here, but you know, I think we're going to be able to wait until the sixth round because we kind of have that short turn and we're going to be able to get one of these guys that we like, but I don't think DJ Moore is going to make it there. So let's go with him here. He's going to be in our flex PPR scoring. He'll get some targets, get a lot of points on those receptions. And then we basically lock up three really solid wide receivers, three guys that I think are at least you know, solid wide receiver twos. So I'm pretty confident in that pick there. So let's see how the fifth round finished up. We saw Kenny Galladay and then David Montgomery come off. And then the start of the sixth round, Kyle Pitts, the fourth tight end off the board, and then Jamar Chase. So we actually have some really interesting options here. Lamar Jackson in the sixth round definitely sounds like a really solid value, but I just don't think I can pass up on these running backs because I just don't think, you know, these top guys are going to be there in the next round. So it's definitely going to hurt to pass up on Lamar, but I think there's definitely more depth at the quarterback position later in the draft than there's going to be for running backs. So I think here I'm going to be choosing between Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis. I know a lot of people are kind of feeling decent about Josh Jacobs this year. I just don't think he has any ceiling. He scores his points through touchdowns and through volume. And I think Kenyon Drake coming in, you know, greatly hurts both of those categories because he's definitely going to be getting less touches, less receptions, and he already was very uninvolved in the receiving game. And then touchdowns, I don't think you can deny that Kenyon Drake is going to restrict those touchdowns at least a little bit. So I'm going to be choosing between Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis. I think I'm going to be going with Gaskin just because he showed how well he can excel in the receiving game last year. Tua kind of was hesitant to push the ball down the field, and I think that could lead to Miles Gaskin being a PPR monster. I believe he finished as the running back 12 in points per game last season, and so if I can get him here in the sixth round, I think that's a really solid pick for me. After we picked Miles Gaskin, we saw those two running backs come off that we were looking at, Josh Jacobs and Mike Davis. Then some wide receivers, Ayuk, Odell, T. Higgins, Sutton, Juju, Boyd. Then we also saw two tight ends, Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, kind of finishing up that second tier of tight end group. And then we also saw three quarterbacks with Lamar, Dak, and Russell Wilson coming off. So now we have our pick here. And right now, looking at our roster, we've got Zeke, DeAndre Swift, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, and Miles Gaskin. So a solid 3-3 split at running back and wide receiver. So we could look at quarterback here. Justin Herbert's on the board. I think he would be a really solid pick here. We could also look at running back or wide receiver. At running back, Travis Etienne is sitting there, and I honestly am not a huge fan of him this year, but to have him as the RB4 is definitely not bad at all. At wide receiver, I don't really love these options here. This is kind of getting into the wide receiver dead zone where you're drafting them at an ADP where you kind of need them to perform or at least would really like them to perform, but I just don't think they have a lot of safety. You know, later in the draft, you can take those wide receivers who have those decent ceilings, but you know, don't need to be as safe 
because you're not spending a lot of draft capital on him. But here's kind of the spot with the wide receivers that I tend to try to avoid. And then I also think it's just too early to go tight end here. I do like guys like Goddard, but just not here in the seventh round. Since I'm looking at my roster right now, and I really like this starting lineup we have, I think we may just go for a super high upside team and get Justin Herbert at the quarterback position, fill out you know the second to last spot in my starting lineup. We'd only be waiting on the tight end position. And I think it just creates a really solid overall starting lineup. And then maybe even at the end of the rounds, we can go for a guy like Tannehill, Brady, or Stafford as a backup. That's kind of a move I've been into recently where you can get these backups who I think can be really solid trade assets because I feel really confident in all of those late round quarterbacks, Tannehill, Brady, Stafford. You know, they're going to be needed on certain teams. One of these top quarterbacks is going to go down and they're going to need to trade for another consistent quarterback. So let's go with Justin Herbert here. Put up great numbers as a rookie, much improved O-line. So he should really just build on what he did last year. Wow, so with our Justin Herbert pick, we kind of continued this little run on quarterbacks. So to finish up the seventh round, we saw Rodgers and Tannehill come off, and then DJ Chark and James Robinson to start the eighth round. So I think this is the ideal scenario because we were debating between Justin Herbert and Travis Etienne, and Travis Etienne is still here on the board. So I think that is the definite pick to make here. Even though I don't love his fit with the Jaguars, you have James Robinson there, Carlos Hyde. They haven't been super transparent on what his usage is going to be. All I know is that he is a first round running back, and so they're going to give him some opportunity. He also has chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. They played together at Clemson, so that should help him get his foot in the door. And you know him as my RB4, you know, there's not a lot of risk there because if he busts, whatever, I still have three other running backs that I feel super solid with this year. So here we are up again. We saw a pretty solid mix of running backs and wide receivers, more wideouts after our Travis Etienne pick. And so now we're up on the clock again. We've got a pretty solid mix here. We've got four running backs, three wide receivers, one quarterback, no tight ends. This could be an opportunity to go get a guy like Dallas Goddard, but I'm going to check the draft board to see the players ahead of us because this is where we have that you know turn from the ninth to the 10th round. And when I'm looking at the teams picking ahead of us, this pits of despair and Bateman and Robin, they both have tight ends. The one team has Travis Kelsey and the other one has Kyle Pitts. So there's a really low chance that they select a tight end here in the ninth round. So I think we can wait until we're up in the 10th you know, and make that pick at tight end if we really want to. So we can look at other positions here. I'm not going to be looking at quarterback just yet. Running back, you know, there are some decent guys here, but I do just feel pretty confident with the four that we have right now. Wide receiver, this is a guy I've been drafting a ton. It's Antonio Brown. I feel like I talk about him in every video. He is just going way too low. He should not be going as the wide receiver 44. That is just crazy to me. He was a high-end wide receiver three in points per game last season, and that was with coming in the middle of the season, struggling out of the gate, and he was still able to put up high-end wide receiver three numbers. So I think there's a legit chance he finishes as a lower-end wide receiver two, where you're able to draft him as a late wide receiver four. So I feel super confident going with Antonio Brown with this pick. All right, so like I talked about, neither of these teams went tight end. They both went one wide receiver and one running back. So Pittman, Waddle, Fournette, and Melvin Gordon are off the board. So now we're up here, and I think we probably want to be looking to lock up our starting lineup. There are some decent options here at tight end. You've got Goddard, Fant, Logan Thomas, but I just think Dallas Goddard is kind of the safest, highest upside combination pick here. We really just haven't seen him play 
as the tight end one. Zach Ertz is likely to be gone. And so that's going to open up a lot of opportunity for Dallas Goddard. There's just not a lot of weapons on this Eagles team, and they're going to need to pass the ball to someone. And hopefully that will be Dallas Goddard this year. Good thing we went with Dallas Goddard on that pick because we saw three other tight ends go after him in the 10th round. Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan, and Noah Fant all came off. Then Tom Brady came off, some other running backs, and then two wide receivers with Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker. So now we filled up our entire starting lineup, got Herbert, Elliott, Swift, Diggs, Keenan Allen, Dallas Goddard, and DJ Moore. And then we have three more bench slots left. We have four running backs, four wide receivers, so a really nice balance there. So we could really go with either position with this pick. Looking at the running backs, I think I'd be choosing between Jamal Williams and Devin Singletary. I think Jamal Williams is going to be very involved in this Detroit backfield, and we do have DeAndre Swift. So he's a pretty solid handcuff back. If DeAndre Swift goes down, then we know we can plug in Jamal Williams. And overall, you know, I just think he is going to be a little bit involved here. So I don't want to be drafting guys that are complete handcuffs. But Jamal Williams could have some standalone value if we have some injuries. And he's also a handcuff on our team, which is kind of two good things in one. I do actually like Devin Singletary at this ADP just because he's going so low and does have a chance to start. But I think that kind of Jamal Williams combo outweighs the Devin Singletary value. At wide receiver, not a ton of these guys are sticking out to me. Gallup, Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Marvin Jones, Darnell Mooney, Cole Beasley. We could go with some of those guys, but I think we may be able to pick them up here at the turn. So I'm going to go with Jamal Williams here to kind of round out our running back room. Five running backs. We're done at the position and we don't have to worry about it anymore. So after our pick, we saw JD McKissick and Tariq Cohen round out the 11th round. And then we saw Marvin Jones and Marquise Brown start off the 12th. So here we are. We have two more picks to make. We're done with our running backs. We've got five guys, four that I'd be pretty confident starting, and then one who could have some value on a week-to-week basis, but it's also a decent handcuff for us. So I could be looking at any of these other positions for some values that are sticking out to me, or I could just get the fifth wide receiver because I would like to have five overall wide receivers on our team. If I'm looking at wide receivers, it's a lot of the same guys I mentioned earlier. I do kind of like Mooney. I do like Cole Beasley. I think he's being undervalued at his ADP. And then there are some other guys who I've been talking about as late round picks, Russell Gage, John Brown, Rashad Bateman, all of those guys. But there's honestly a value here that I'm seeing with Jalen Hurts still on the board. Jalen Hurts could really finish as a top tier quarterback or he could finish very low. You know, he may not even be the starter to close the season, but I just think his upside is too high that we just have to go after him here. We do already feel solid with Justin Herbert at quarterback. But I mean, if we have Jalen Hurts as the backup, he starts to ball out. We could either move him or Justin Herbert for a lot of value. So it looks like we definitely made the right call with that Jalen Hurts pick because after he went off at the 12.03, teams went with Stafford, Burrow, and Matt Ryan as backups. So he definitely would not have fallen to us here at the 13.08. But now we're up with our last pick and we probably want to be focused in on the wide receiver position. We only have four wide receivers. We have two quarterbacks, one tight end, and then five running backs. So wide receiver is definitely the spot to go here. And I think I'm going to go with Cole Beasley. There's definitely some guys who may have some higher ceilings this year. Maybe a T.Y. Hilton, 
or a guy like John Brown or even Rashad Bateman, but I think Cole Beasley, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him. He's going to finish at a round, a wide receiver three, and we're going to be drafting him here in the last round. So I just think he's basically guaranteed to give you some value at the position. All right, so this is our final roster. Don't focus on the grade. They just kind of grade you on how well you follow their ADP, but that's not what we're interested in. We want to make the best picks for our team. So let's just run through it at quarterback. We've got Justin Herbert at the running back slots. We've got Ezekiel Elliott and DeAndre Swift at wide receiver. We've got Stephon Diggs and Keenan Allen at tight end, Dallas Goddard. Flex, we've got DJ Moore. And then for our bench, we've got Miles Gaskin, Travis Etienne, Antonio Brown, Jamal Williams, Jalen Hurts, and Cole Beasley. So let's just break it down position by position at quarterback. I think Justin Herbert is a solid mid-tier QB1, and then Jalen Hurts just has an unreal ceiling at where we got him. We basically spent nothing on him, and I think he's going to have some really solid return. And then at running back, we've got Zeke, who I think is a locked-in mid-tier RB1. DeAndre Swift, a solid RB2. Gaskin, I think he's really a lower-end running back two that we have as an RB3. I think his situation is just great for a running back. If he was one of these big name established running backs, he'd be going way higher, but he's not just because he hasn't truly established himself. So I think we actually could get some value out of that pick. Travis Etienne, honestly, not a guy that I think I'm super high on this year, but the value is just too good to pass up. He's a first round pick. He's obviously going to be involved, likely to be super involved in the receiving game, which is obviously great for PPR scoring. And then to wrap up our RB core, we've got Jamal Williams, who I think could have some value on a week to week basis. He's going to be involved in that offense. Like I talked about with DeAndre Swift, they just don't have a lot of guys to give the ball to. And Jamal Williams is very talented for a backup. So he provides that. And he's also a solid handcuff for DeAndre Swift. Now, our wide receivers honestly could be our strongest point in this team. Stephon Diggs, high-end wide receiver one. Keenan Allen, I think, is a mid-tier wide receiver one. DJ Moore, solid locked-in wide receiver two. So just a lot of value in that top three. And then still, we continue with Antonio Brown, who, like I talked about, I think is one of the most undervalued players in all of fantasy football, especially for PPR. He's going to be getting a lot of volume. Him and Tom Brady have a great connection, and I think he's going to have a really solid year. And then our last wide receiver is Cole Beasley, just a guy. He's going to be super consistent, get a lot of volume. He's going to get a lot of targets and just put up some really decent numbers for you. And then to wrap it up, we've got Dallas Goddard at tight end, probably the weakest position group, but he's still a guy who has the potential to finish as a mid-tier tight end one. And so I feel really confident in this team. I think this is one of the best rosters that we've drafted. And I think it's kind of attributed to me going wide receiver just a little bit earlier. Normally I go running back, running back, then some wide receivers. But then I think there are kind of situations where I have to pass up on solid running backs later on. Or, you know, maybe I take an extra running back before I fill out that starting lineup. But I went wide receiver early and it definitely opened some things up for me. I really got some solid wide receiver weapons, which I haven't done in any of these other mocks. So I really like how this turned out. If you guys enjoyed this video, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps support me a lot. And also comment your thoughts down below. What do you think of this team? How do you feel this draft turned out? Let me know your reasoning and I'll respond back to you as soon as I can. But thank you guys for watching and listening and I'll see you guys tomorrow.